0: Well perhaps one of my favorite little stories is about a little boy in third grade. And the teacher gave them an assignment and uh, they, did, they were to draw something that was very dear to their hearts. So as the teacher went around, she saw various things like farm animals and firemen and, and uh, policemen and farmers and school teachers, peach, peach, uh, some of the children drawing such things. And she came to one little boy And she couldn't quite make out what he was drawing. She said, what are you drawing? She said, well, I'm drawing a picture of how the whale swallowed Jonah. Well, the teacher was an atheist. And so she said to the little boy, well, listen, it's scientifically proven that a whale cannot swallow a human being. And the little boy said to her, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask, ask Jonah about it. And the teacher sarcastically said, well, what if Jonah didn't go to heaven? And the little boy said, well, then you can ask him. <laughs> Wise beyond his years. Wise beyond his years, hallelujah. Bless God. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take a little bit of a rabbit trail here today in the purpose of prosperity. And uh, Jim quoted our text, at least some of our texts, found in 3 John chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 4. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The elderly elder of the church addresses this letter to the beloved, esteemed Gaius. I had to look that word up, how to pronounce it in Strong's, in the Greek, Gaius. Okay. Whom I truly love. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. In fact, I greatly rejoiced when some of the brethren from time to time arrived and spoke so highly of the sincerity and the fidelity of your life. As indeed you do live in the truth, the whole gospel presents. I have no greater joy than this to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. Now, I don't think I have verse 5 up there, but let me read it to you. It is a fine and faithful work that you are doing when you give any service to the brethren and especially when they are strangers. Especially when they are strangers. We see here that this Gaius was very, very close to John. John was very fond of him. And there's a number of men in the scriptures that are named Gaius. And they're found over in Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Romans chapter 16. So we're not quite sure exactly who this man was. But one thing we do know is that what kind of a man he was. And John says this man, Gaius, was a faithful man. He lived his life in truth. In other words, the Word of God governed and controlled his life. Now that sounds like something that's so very simple and so easy to understand. And yet, how many of us do not allow the Word of God to absolutely control Our lives and yet if we would allow the Word of God to control our lives we would find ourselves in a better position in life it's when we violate the Word of God that we open up access to the enemy because we know that God desires to pour out blessing upon his children but it's the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy and strip you of the blessings that God has designed and purpose for your life. This man lived his life with faithfulness and he lived it in the truth of the word of God. Also, he served the saints of God. He served the saints of God, even though some of them were strangers to him. And I tell you, church, this is the very heart of God for any of us. To walk in the truth of the word of God and to serve the saints, to serve the people of God, to serve the brothers and the sisters. We live in this truth. We serve the people of the living God. Listen to what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 6. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap. It doesn't say you may reap. You will reap. This is a promise of God. Unfortunately, so many of God's people give up before they can expect or receive the harvest. And God's word promises That if you will not grow weary in doing good, a harvest will come into your life. You will reap that harvest, a harvest of blessing, if you won't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, but especially to those in the family of faith. To those in the family of faith. This leads me to a very, very important question and perhaps even a challenge in your life, in my life. What am I doing to serve the people of God? What am I doing, what are you doing to serve the people of God? For when you serve the people of God, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I wanna take a moment, and let that sink in. When you are serving the people of God, You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. You saw the announcement for Return to Bethlehem. You can serve the Lord Jesus Christ by being involved with Return to Bethlehem. After Christmas and after New Year's, I should say, we will start our our practices on the uh, Passion Play, and you can serve the Lord Jesus Christ by being involved with things like the Passion Play. But there's other areas where some of you already are involved and others perhaps need to be involved. Like with our children's ministry, our teachers, God bless them. They are serving the Lord Jesus Christ by serving these children, teaching them and instructing them in biblical principles and the word of God. What about our ushers and our greeters, our coffee shop people, the camera people, connection center folks, security People who do get involved and return to Bethlehem in the passion play, volunteers in the kitchen, in the parking lot, the worship team. It could go on and on and on. And every one of these people that are involved in these areas of ministry, they are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a biblical principle. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, This is what our Lord said. When you cared for one of these, my brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. I ask you again, what are you doing to serve the Lord Jesus Christ by serving the people of God? We have the type of ministry that is not just simply come, hear a message and leave. We have a ministry that challenges you to be involved with the work of the ministry, with the function of the ministry, teaching our children, teaching our young adults, teaching our teenagers. It's absolutely wonderful, these people that are involved in these areas. And I believe great is their reward and my heart's desire is to hear the words of my Lord and Savior when I stand before Him. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And I pray that's on the heart of each and every one of us here today. we long, we long to have the Master's blessing to be upon us. But one way that that can be released upon your life and in your life is through service, serving the body of Christ, the people of Almighty God. John then goes on to address two very vital, important subjects that we all desire within our lives. He said, I wish that you might prosper. You might prosper and be in health. That you might prosper. That word prosper means that you might succeed. Succeed in everything you do. Now we need to understand when God speaks that he desires for us to prosper. That doesn't mean that we can go run up great debt and then say we have need. What we need to look at, what we need to focus on is that our basics in life. The things that absolutely will enable us to be a witness and a testimony to others. How our needs are met. How God has blessed us. How God has strengthened and encouraged us. Last week I spoke to you about needs and not greeds. And there's some things in my own life that I see that they're not needs. And they may have been an element of greed per se. But the thing about it, the first thing that would go... If I saw that my life was beginning to be strained at for some reason, these issues that are unnecessary, these things that are unnecessary would go. As someone once said, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. As long as nice things don't have you, that there shouldn't be anything that keeps you bound to this world, bound to this earth. For if you don't realize it, we're just strangers passing through, pilgrims passing through. And our focus is upon eternity and living in the presence of Almighty God forever and forever. It just, we're temporal beings, temporal. John says, oh dear, dearly beloved Gaius, prosper. Prosper and be in health, having our needs met, and living a healthy life. Living a healthy life. Now perhaps, if you have these things within your life that your needs are being met, and you experience the health that God longs to provide for each and every one of his children, I believe that you are a blessed person. I believe that you are prospering and if you're not blessed in these areas where you're having your needs met or perhaps when you're not living in health abiding in health then there's avenues through the scriptures and through the word of God that we can enter into this realm that we can have and see that our needs are met but it takes obedience to the word of God Sowing and reaping, as Jim was talking about. Expecting God to fulfill his word. Those things that he has declared and promised unto us. That's what faith is. God will deliver on what he said he would give. God would come through. Prosper. Be in health. Have your needs met. If your needs aren't being met, there's a way that they can be met. But you can't use human reasoning and understanding in order to work out spiritual principles within your life. You must turn to the Word of God. What does the Word say? And then when you see what the Word says, now you embrace it and you receive it and you implement it into your life. What about if you're not healthy? There's ways in that also that God has provided gifts of healings. God has provided, he said in James chapter 5, if you have infirmity, pray. If any of you are sick, call for the elders of the church and let them anoint you and pray the prayer of faith. And it not only goes to the point of bringing healing, but it also brings forgiveness if they've committed any sins. In other words, a sin that may have opened the door to allow the sickness or disease to come upon them. And it's not always a sin that invites sickness and disease, but we all walk in a sinful world, if you will. We're all in one way or another touched with some form of infirmity, but God has given us the promise of victory through every one of them. Every one of them. No matter what hits us, no matter what comes our way, God has given us the promise and therefore we put our faith in him that he will deliver what he said he would deliver. God's word is absolutely true and we cannot, no matter how we feel, what we see, what we're being told, we cannot move from it. It's established forever and forever and forever in his kingdom and in his eternity, the word of the living God. But there's a key to this prosperity and there's a key to this realm or this life of health and it's found in the soul. May you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So if your soul is not Prospering, chances are your life is not prospering. If there's heaviness in your soul, if there's, uh, if, if there's despair and anguish and disruption within your soul, chances are that's going to reflect into your life. You see, the soul is like the middle part of your being. You have your spirit that's born again in the image of Christ. Then you have your soul that's being renewed by the word of God. And that tells me how crucial it is to be in the word. Allow that word to be active within my life. And then you have your body. Now when the soul will line up with the spirit, it brings spiritual insight into the body. But if the soul is going to line up with the ways of the world, it's going to bring the ways of the world into the body. What we must determine is that we are going to keep that soul in line with spiritual truths biblical principles and live in those truths that's why paul tells us or the scripture tells us to crucify the flesh to deny ourselves what's it talking about worldly lust worldly things worldly ways to deny them in order that that soul can be more connected to my born again life-filled spirit. Trouble in your soul means trouble in your life. Trouble in your soul means trouble in your life. Well, how can I say that? Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7, a very familiar portion of scripture. As one thinks in their heart, in their soul, so are they, so are they, so are they. So if your soul is not being governed, directed by the truths of the word of God, chances are your life is going to reflect that. Your life is going to reflect that. The great news, not only the good news, but the great news is that there's something you can do about it. Pray. Seek the face of God. Get wisdom. Get understanding. God tells us in the book of James, if you lack wisdom, and if our lives are in disarray and despair and anguish, we are lacking wisdom. We are lacking the insight that comes from the word of God. Then James says, ask God. He'll give you the wisdom that you need to see the path clearly. To be governed by the spirit of God. By the direction of God. By the inner unction of God's Spirit. Trouble in your soul, trouble in your life. The more you allow to bother you and disrupt your life or your soul, the more it's going to disrupt and bother your life. It's just a biblical principle and a truth. That's why the Lord spoke to Joshua. Again, a very familiar portion of scripture, Joshua chapter one, but listen to these truths in here concerning, even back under the old covenant, how important it was to bring that soul into subjection to the word of God. God spoke to Joshua and said, be strong, courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Again, he says, be strong. Be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. What's that? The word of God. The word of God. Be careful to obey all the instructions. Be careful to obey the word of God. Do not deviate from them. Bring that soul into line with what you know in your spirit. Follow after the word. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. You know what that is? It's compromise. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Compromise. How many Christians are compromising their Christian walk and their Christian faith? By following after the things of the world, longing after the things of the world, exemplifying the ways of the world. It's compromise, church. And compromise opens the door to the enemy. Do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left. Then, if you will not compromise your convictions, then you will be successful in everything you do. And we are now under a better covenant through the Lord Jesus Christ that if these promises were wonderful and great and glorious, how much more that now we are filled with the Spirit of God and literally can hear the voice of God in our inner man if our soul is not polluted with the ways of the world. Then you will be successful in everything everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. The word of God has been given to us as a light unto our path to guide us, to lead us, to direct us in life in order that God, Father God, could see his children Prospering and being in health. Prospering and being in health. Prospering and being in health. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. In other words, as you fail You've, you, you, you will not compromise. You, you've, you, you turn the enemy away. You're shutting off that avenue. Shutting off that door where the enemy can come in and steal your blessings. Steal your favor. Steal your health. Steal your finances. Steal your relationships. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Again, again, he tells Joshua. In other words, he's saying, do not allow anything into your soul that's going to corrupt you, going to blur your vision, going to take you off the path of righteousness that I've led you upon. Don't let anything into your soul. Be strong, courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Let me endeavor to wrap this up because I have so much more I want to share with you and we'll continue next week. But I tell you this. Get victory in your soul And you'll have victory in your your life if you get victory in your soul you get victory in your life and how do you get victory in your soul Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 Paul said this allow let this mind what's he talking about your soul let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus But we can never be like Jesus. Well, then why would Paul tell us? Through the anointing of the Spirit of God that we are to have the same attitude, the same focus in life that Jesus Christ had. The same submission to Father God that Jesus Christ had. The same servant's heart that Jesus Christ had. I tell you, Spirit of God lives within us. We need to get our soul in line with the truth of the Word of God. Amplified Bible says it this way. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Allow this. Let it take you over. Let it take you over. Turn away from those things that are going to disrupt your life that are going to hurt your life, that it, that the things that are going to hinder the favor and the blessing of God. Be in health. Prosper. Have every one of your needs met. For this is the will of the Father for his children, each and every one of you. I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you would. Father, in Jesus' name, once again, we embrace your truth, your word. We thank you, Father, that your word brings life. Your word brings encouragement that no matter what we're facing, that if we will embrace the truth of your word, feed on that word, bring that soul in line with your word, we will see the result. We will see a harvest of good, a harvest of plenty, a harvest of blessing, and I thank you, Father, now through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, as I speak that out over this congregation, health and healing, every need met in the name of Jesus Christ, as we close the door to the enemy through a walk of obedience, and we open up the door of blessing through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, as the Spirit of God leads us and directs us. And As we close out here today, if there's anyone here, here in a sanctuary watching online, that you've never received Christ as your Savior, please consider that right now. A simple prayer of faith, a simple prayer of faith will bring you from death to life, will bring you from hell to heaven. The prayer in and of itself, as you've heard me say many times, has no power. But when you take your faith to receive the grace of Almighty God. Something wonderful and glorious and powerful happens, and it's called salvation, eternal life. Eternal life in Jesus Christ. To me, it's a no-brainer. Choose life and not death. Choose heaven and not hell. It's a no-brainer. That simple prayer of faith that says, Dear Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord, my God, And my Savior I believe my sin debt has been paid in full I believe that I am born again I believe that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life and I will never never be judged for my sin for Jesus bore my judgment and it's in his name I pray and it's through him I will live In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
1: Thank you again for joining us. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged by our service. We invite you to join us again next week. Our services go live every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and at wordoflife.church. And we also meet in person every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. If God is using our church to change your life and you'd like to help us lead people to life in Jesus through your generous giving, you can do so by visiting wordoflife.church give or you can text your donation amount to 84321. Follow along with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you'd like to know more about what God is doing in and through Word of Life Church. God is doing incredible things here and we are so honored that you chose to spend your time with us.